0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast, dedicated to raising awareness, sharing IBD stories, and offering support for those with Crohn's and colitis. Together, we can share knowledge, experiences, and help show the world the many faces of IBD.
1: Well, hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Crohn's warrior since 2006 and lifelong fitness fanatic. So today I thought I would go ahead and do another solo cast episode. Many of you who have been following me uh, know that I have been expanding my diet quite a bit over the past couple of months and fasting has really become integral to my kind of everyday lifestyle and just helping to control my Crohn's symptoms. And so I've had some questions over the past couple months, and a lot of you who follow me are curious as to how that's going. And so I thought I would talk about some of that today and share some of the things I've been learning about fasting, but then also some of the lifestyle changes I've been doing too. I've really have made meditation a part of my daily lifestyle. I have actually started journaling Um, before I was just kind of doing some notes and some gratitude exercises. But recently, I've actually, you know, put pen to paper literally (laughs) and uh, have started journaling. And so I want to talk about some of the difference that that has made and kind of recap the supplements that I use and how those have been so beneficial for me. So I hope you enjoy this episode. You know, if you like the solo casts periodically, um, just to share my story and a little bit more about my journey. If you like these, then definitely let me know. And if you like them, I'll do more of them. Right now I've just kind of done a a few here and there. But I definitely want to get, you know, other people continue to have those interviews on the show. So again, if you're listening to this and you have Crohn's or ulcerative colitis and you'd like to be a guest, feel free to reach out. You know, shoot me an email at Crohn'sFitnessfood at gmail.com. I would love to have you on. So let's jump right in. So I want to talk about since November, the middle of November is when Jeff, my husband, and I, we took our trip to Hawaii. And up until then, I'd really been practicing an alternate daily fasting routine since about August. Uh, Because it it was in August that I was really starting to have another flare-up. I was having loose stools again, blood in my bowel movements and things a lot of mucus. Uh, so those are those are my warning signs that my gut's not doing well. So August that was happening and that's when I decided to get serious with, you know, sticking to an alternate day fasting schedule. And I did that and I was able to get my gut back under control and really feel the best that I had in a long time. When my energy came back. I was feeling really good. But I want people to understand that I didn't just dive into the alternate daily fasting schedule. That actually took a long time for me to build up to it. It was probably about a full year that it took for me to practice just intermittent fasting, you know, more of the traditional 16 hours not eating and then having an eight-hour window. I did that for quite a long time. And in the beginning, it was hard when I... The first time I, you know, skipped a meal, and uh, it was hard. I'm not, you know, not going to lie, but it gets easier. And, And part of the reason why it's so hard is that we train our bodies to eat. And so if you've been training your body to eat, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then you've been doing that consistently, when you skip one of those meals, your body knows when it's supposed to get food on that schedule. And so that's what triggers those hormones and those hunger signals. And so it takes a little while to break those patterns and to build new patterns and to teach your body to use its alternate mechanisms for fuel because it starts to, if you don't have food coming in, all those food and fat and carbohydrates, if you don't have that coming in, then your body is going to have to learn to switch over and use its own stored fuel, which is fat, and it's got to use that to fuel itself. But it just takes that practice for your body being able to switch from using food to the fat on your body, and it gets easier the more that you practice. So I want you to understand that it did take me a while to get into that alternate daily fasting schedule. And once I did, I really started to notice some major benefits with my Crohn's symptoms and so that's when I really started to get an increase in energy and my mucus and the blood and my bowel movements went away and I was actually able to expand my diet. So that's what was really interesting to me is, is when I discovered that I could eat more foods than I had been and that happened during the vacation that we took in November, which was our trip to Hawaii, so I'd been doing this alternate daily fasting schedule. And when we got to Hawaii, I kind of just decided, you know what, I'm just going to eat all the food, and uh, and I did. But I stuck to a one meal a day schedule. So rather than alternate day fasting, I just had a one meal a day, and I would eat dinner. And I didn't restrict myself. I really just ate. There was one day I ate a vegan poke bowl, which if uh, anyone who knows me knows that there was a time I don't think I ever would have dreamed that I could eat that, but I was eating seeds and nuts and all kinds of vegetables, you know, even raw vegetables. I still avoided lettuce because lettuce has always been kind of my number one arch enemy there. But I was able to do that and make it through vacation almost symptom-free. It was just towards the very end. We were we were gone for two weeks, so it was towards day 10 that things were starting to get um, a little uncomfortable, and I had to extend that fasting period. So when we got back from vacation, the last couple of months since mid-November all the way up until pretty much now, we're in February, so those past two, three months... I've pretty much gone off the rails a little bit with my food just because this is the first time in a very, very long time that I've actually been able to successfully eat a wide variety of foods without having any real immediate repercussions and without having my Crohn symptoms come back. So I, uh, I'm not kidding. (laughs) I ate, you know, uh, tubs of, praline pecans, uh, you know, from Costco. I love the Costco uh, Cape Cod chicken salad. So I was eating a ton of that, um, a lot of processed foods because it was the holidays. And so I allowed myself to partake and enjoy in all of the holiday foods, the treats, some cookies, toffee. And I really just kind of went wild with eating. Now I stayed on a, a fasting schedule and it was kind of a a mix between sometimes I would do one meal a day and then I would extend it and I'd do my 36-hour fasting. And so it was kind of a, a hodgepodge just depending on what the week was bringing and if there were holiday parties and and whatnot. And so during that time, my workouts kind of went to the wayside as well just because there was a lot going on. It's the holidays, and I'm sure a lot of you can really kind of relate to that. Um, so as much as I hate to admit it, I think I probably gained – you Know five pounds since the middle of November, but you know what it can easily be undone. So, so since it's now February, and over the past probably a couple of weeks, I have noticed some mucus and blood of my bowel movements coming back. And what I've really learned is that for the past month, I'd really kind of playing, I was really starting to play around with. What my fasting window could be and how much my body could tolerate. And so I was doing a lot more one meal a day. And what I discovered is that while a lot of people who don't have an autoimmune disease, you know, they can get a lot of benefits from an 18, 20 hour fast, for my gut to really heal and to have enough time to rest between mealtimes, I really needed 36 hours. So Doing the one meal a day was just a little bit too much for my gut. And I'm glad now that I was able to play with that fasting window and tweaks and things because now I really know that, all right, 36 hours is kind of my minimum fasting time that I need to really see the benefits for controlling my Crohn's symptoms. So I've been, you know, a lot better this this month, February, I finally reined myself back in which can be hard as we all know once you kind of once you go hog wilds it's hard to stop (laughs) but uh i've thrown out all the processed food all the sugar the junk food for me sugar is really detrimental to my gut so getting that out was important but then you know the fitness really makes a big difference for my symptoms too i notice my body feels better overall i don't retain water um, when I'm working out consistently, just being able to get a good sweat in does wonders for your body. So so since February, since the beginning of February, I've been doing a lot better with just sticking with my alternate daily fasting, getting back into the habit of my daily workouts and uh, definitely still doing my rebounding. I love that. It's just it's so easy to tailor it to whatever you're doing for the day. And then kind of starting to learn all over again what foods I tolerate best and then what foods I tolerate but need to be careful to just do them intermittently. And so, you know, I've had Crohn's now. uh, My first symptoms started back in 2002. And so I've been dealing with food and gut issues for about 18, 18 years now. And even after all that time, it's still a learning process. And so for any of the new people who might be listening, you know, I don't don't want you to feel frustrated that you haven't figured it all out in a week. Because even 18 years later, I'm still learning what can I tolerate when, how much. Because our bodies keep changing over time. And that's one thing that I've really come to learn is how much our bodies will change and adapt even when we're doing the same thing. So... Change is constant, change is going to happen, <laughs> and uh, just be ready for that. So that was kind of my, my fasting experience. Some of you probably listened to my full fasting episode I did um, probably a month or so ago with Jen Stevens on the Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast, so if you're interested in learning more about that, you know I'd definitely recommend her podcast, and, and you can hear my full story on there as well. So one of the things that's also helped me as I'm coming out of not a not a mini flare up but I would say you know just this past couple of weeks as I mentioned earlier I've had a little bit of that the mucus and the blood in my bowel movements coming back so in order to take control back of my gut the fasting is critical for me and then bringing in the workout routines making it consistent again and then my supplements have been a key factor in getting my gut to heal as well now a lot of you if you've been listening to this podcast i'm sure you've certainly heard the the commercials that i've been including for the for the intestinal fortitude supplements and i include those because i genuinely love their supplements and i use them i personally use them and believe in them and so I want you to know anything that I do promote on the podcast or just on my blog in general. Anything I promote is a product that I use personally that I have found benefit from and something that I truly believe in. And so I want you to know I will never promote something that I don't believe in and I'll never, you know, simply just promote something just to promote it. Um, I carefully vet everything that. People either ask me to promote or things that I just love and decide to promote myself. So the intestinal fortitude supplements, um, Will Jenkins, he's the founder, but he was on this podcast, and I still use those ever since I first learned about those supplements. I've been using them. Uh, if you're curious, I take one of the anti-inflammatory, the AI-5. I take three of the gut lining repair That's the GLR-6, and then I take one probiotic, the Pro-B11, and that's what I take every day. And I do take those when I'm fasting, and I've kind of learned over the past couple of months as everything went off the rails for me, of my own doing, but, you know, it was fun to, it was fun while it lasted, but while everything kind of went off the rails, I slacked off on taking my supplements, and I think that was a big part of why I was starting to have those gut issues coming back. It was just kind of a combination. I don't believe that there's any one magic, you know thing that will fix everything. I truly believe it's a combination of having the right supplements, a lifestyle, an attitude. There's so many factors that go into our health. and so that's why, I just want to mention that the supplements have been critical for that too. So I've been bringing those back in. I now, I now take them on my fasting days, which I didn't do before. So I now take them every day, fasting or not. And then the CBD oil, which I'm sure you've heard me talk about, I've got a couple of blog posts on my CBD, my first CBD experience, which was pretty incredible. And so I continue to take that. When I'm doing well, I'll I just take about one, I like the capsule form because they're easy, you don't have to measure anything, but I'll take 50 milligrams in a capsule form and I'll just take that once a day. Now when I do notice my symptoms start to act up again, that's when I notice that a higher dose is really beneficial for me. So I'll take anywhere from one to three of those 50 milligram capsules a day and that really helps to calm down my gut and to help alleviate those symptoms. So I'm sitting here, February um, 16th, I believe. <laughs> so in all of my, I finally, the mucus is gone, the blood is gone, everything is feeling good again, and I am I can tell that my body is back on that upswing. But it really does take, you know, dedication to just making sure that the supplements are the right supplements, that I've got the fitness in place, the food in place, and the fasting in place. And honestly, you know, even when I was taking medications all the years that I was on Humira and Imuran, even when I took medication, it still wasn't enough for me to just do whatever I wanted. I still had to be careful about watching what I ate and making sure I got enough sleep. And so I know for a lot of you, medication is the right choice. And and if that becomes the right choice for me, again, at some point, I will certainly take it. I'm not opposed to it. I just, right now I'm, I'm able to be off of them. So I don't want you to, you know, not consider food or lifestyle changes, even if you are on medication, because there's a lot of things that, as you've been listening to the podcast, I'm sure you've met, you've heard a lot of my guests talk about how much reducing stress or adding in meditation and things like that can be so beneficial, whether you're taking medication or not. I've dedicated most of my life to fitness and health, but as I've grown older and felt the effects of fatigue as I've battled Crohn's, I no longer want to spend hours in the gym every day, which is how I
0: first stumbled across the cellar size Rebounder. It's become the backbone of my fitness
1: routine these days, giving me the ability to tailor my workouts from gentle movement to intense jumping that literally activates every cell in the body. And the best part is, It only takes 10 minutes a day for an incredible workout. Find out for yourself what a difference cellar size can make in your health by visiting Crohn'sFitnessfood.com forward slash cellar size. So one of the new things that I've been doing over the past month, probably the last few weeks to a month, is I've really gotten serious about meditation. And I came across Jack Cornfield, who is well-known in the meditation, Buddhism space, and he is just phenomenal. He has a, a podcast called the Heart Wisdom Podcast, and I highly recommend anybody listen to that. But I've gotten into, there's a lot of research into the benefits of meditation. And so I finally decided that, you know what, I have five minutes in my day that I can sit and be quiet, you know, for a few minutes. And sometimes, you know, when you just say, okay, I'll start meditating. that doesn't sound like a lot, five minutes, but it's as your day goes on, it's so easy to see how much we do not incorporate things, whether or not they just take five minutes. And so it really took some dedication and I put it on my calendar because putting things on my calendar really helps me to have that signal that, all right, it's on the calendar, it's time for my five-minute meditation. And so I started with five minutes, and meditation is, there's really no right or wrong way to do it, it's just a matter of doing it, and the point is to clear your head, and so you don't want to be thinking all the thoughts, (laughs) but um, it's really about just quieting your mind, quieting your body, and allowing almost allowing your, your mind a minute to file and sort and just rest. So I started with a goal of five minutes, and I would just sit down, sit in a comfortable spot, um, and then you can focus on your breath. And that's one way to really just begin, is sometimes it's hard to not think of anything, and our mind needs to think of something. And so that's where focusing on the breath really comes in handy when you're just beginning. So just focus on that. Breathe in, breathe out. Think about how it feels as the air comes in through your nostrils, how it feels when it's your lungs are expanding and and just being in that moment. So I started doing that for five minutes. I now do 10 minutes. So i I feel like I'm, you know, quite accomplished in just a few few weeks that I've been doing it. But it's been pretty amazing for me because I have noticed that as I've been taking the time to sit purposefully and to really intentionally do the meditation, I have found that my stress levels have come way down. My mind is just so clear And I'm learning to be in the moment. I'm learning to be present for things. I'm really understanding that, you know, this this life, these challenges we face, they will all pass. And so, learning a practice that will allow you to center yourself and breathe gives you so much more control over stressful situations or frustrating situations or even irritating people that you might come across, you know, at work, while you're driving, at the grocery store, anywhere. And so I try to sit for my 10 minutes, I like to do just a quiet meditation, my goal is to simply be and sit, but I do have thoughts that come in. So when the thoughts pop into my head, I, I recognize them. And then I kind of mentally tell myself, now's not the time to think, I can think about those things later. And so you just let it flit out of your, out of your mind. And so that's primarily the way I meditate. But I've also been doing a lot of loving kindness meditation. And there's a ton of, a ton of guided sessions on YouTube. I mean, YouTube and Google are pretty much great for everything these these days. But the guided, the guided loving kindness meditation, I highly recommend everybody give it a try. And you can find really short two, three minute meditations, five minutes. But it really gives you a chance to let love and joy and peace come into your heart. I like to do it first thing in the morning. And so you bring in those good emotions. And when you start your day that way, you really set yourself up for the rest of the day to just have those emotions really guide you in a very positive way. And so Part of the practice of loving kindness is you just start kind of well-wishing everybody. And once you start doing it, it's really fun to catch yourself bringing yourself into a good move. And one of the books I read, Joy on Demand, really teaches you, you know, you are the creator of your joy. You can create that on demand. And whether, it's a, whether you're having a bad day or crappy day, we can always allow ourselves to be open to bring in the joyfulness and to have that in our life. And that's kind of, you know, being here on this earth, we, we need to embrace the joyfulness. There's a lot of sorrow and there's a lot of pain, especially when we're dealing with a chronic illness, you know, IBD. There's a lot of heartache that comes with that. And so learning how to balance those emotions with joy and having that as a resource in our toolbox to be able to bring that joy can really make some profound changes on our lives. So meditation, I'm a big fan of it, if you can't tell, <laughs> but uh, I've been starting to do that. I've I've listened to a couple of, I've done some online courses, one that was led by Jack Cornfield. I've been reading a lot of books, The Joy on Demand, I highly recommend Some of you have maybe heard me talk about before, Sean Webb and his books, Mind Hacking Happiness. So these are all great tools and resources that are out there. I highly recommend any of those books, but just consider bringing that into your daily life and see how it might help you. So a couple of things I've noticed from doing the meditation is obviously the the reduced stress. I'm finding myself just much calmer throughout the whole day, which... As many of us know, stress can be a huge trigger for our IBD. So just having that stress under control feels good. And then I've actually started to sleep better too. And I think that's been a combination of the meditation and journaling. I mentioned before that I've actually now finally started to put pen to paper and just do some legitimate journaling at night. Normally in the morning, I I used to, I would wake up and I would have an alarm a gratitude alarm set and so i would use that to pause and think about three things i was grateful for that day. and while that was good and i got benefit from that i was really surprised to find how beneficial journaling actually was going to be for me. just that the act of writing words on a page really allows your mind to to brain dump to Get out feelings and emotions, things that maybe you didn't even know you were holding in for that day. And I like to do it right before bed, and I think maybe that's why I've been getting a little bit better sleep lately, is it kind of gives my brain a chance to just jump out whatever might be in there. Sometimes I'll think of prompts for myself, and sometimes I'll just take an activity that had happened during the day and I'll start writing down a few thoughts about that. And before you know it, you're just you're madly writing onto a page as fast as you can, and um, it's really been amazing. So, if you have not yet started to journal, go ahead and do that. Just give yourself a prompt. You know, think about what's one thing that went well today. What's one thing that did not go well? Or just take an event that happened and, and write about that, and just put your thoughts down. So, the last thing I want to throw out for today is I mentioned it last week when Aris Toper was my guest, and he is building the Vivanti community, the Vivanti health community. And so it's a brand new community. We were talking about it on the last podcast, but I really want to kind of go into a little bit more detail to really explain that what he's building is a very diverse community full of patients, practitioners, um, experts in various fields, microbiome, nutrition a lot of a lot of variety and so it's not necessarily medication no medication but it's really about gut health in general and things people who are interested in doing more to help bring about better gut health and better overall health so if you are interested in bringing lifestyle changes things like meditation fitness really focusing on diet and how that impacts your health. If those things are interesting to you, even if you're on medication, um, that's regardless of what the community is, then we invite you to be a part of that because it's really about sharing another place, a safe place to share our experiences, share some of those things of what fasting and fermented foods and supplements uh, might do to add to your health. So if you're interested and you want to be a part of that, I definitely encourage you to join up and you can visit community.vivantihealth.com, and then you'll just fill out a quick little uh, I think it's just a couple of questions of just how you heard about it and then why you want to be a part of the community. And then we'll bring you in, and you can start sharing stories, asking questions, and being a part of the community. It's brand new, so it's just a small group. We're growing it, but it is a great place to to be around people who are interested in lifestyle lifestyle changes and bringing that into your health journey. So today's kind of a a quick podcast, since it's just me rambling on here (laughs) about my my stories and some of the the changes that have been happening over the past couple months and some of the new new things that i've been incorporating so if you have any questions i highly encourage you to reach out to me at any time again my email is crones at at gmail.com shoot me an email i'd love to hear your questions um if you enjoy the solo cast i'd be happy to do more of these in the future if you like that and then again if you'd like to be a guest please feel free to reach out to me at any time. I will definitely be bringing more interviews back on. I really love to hear the stories of what other people are experiencing and how they're navigating their diseases and what they're doing in their journey to make life better for themselves and and put themselves on a healthier path. So uh, again, I love talking with you guys. I love hearing from you and hope you all are, back into the swing of things now that it's February and the holidays are over. And until next time, I'll talk to you then.
0: Thank you for listening to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have an IBD story, either as a patient or a family member, that you'd like to share as a guest on this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send me an email at crohn'sfitnessfood at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my Crohn's journey, follow me on Instagram using at Crohn's Fitness Food, or visit my blog for in-depth articles about my struggles and victories with Crohn's through diet, fitness, and lifestyle at www.crohn'sfitnessfood.com. And finally, remember, be strong, be grateful, and be the warrior that you are.